Roy Williams was the first interview we filmed for Faith Runs Deep in the beautiful Sancta Sophia building in Sydney University. Roy's dedicated research into the faith-filled people who built this nation has been significant in altering the narrative about the history of Christianity in Australia. His own journey to faith and self-confessed ignorance into the history of his own nation led him to write many books, including God Actually and Post God Nation. Roy and I talk about his faith journey, about taking his daughter to Sunday school thinking he'd have a free Sunday morning, but quickly becoming interested in what he read in the Bible and coming to an intellectual place of believing before also experiencing the emotional power of the Holy Spirit. I'm Carl Fays, and this is my interview with Roy Williams. Roy, tell us about you as a young man. What was the family like that you grew up in, and what was life like when you were younger? Well, I grew up in Sydney, in a middle-class family on the North Shore in the 1970s. Uh, it was when I was a kid. Yep. My parents were not practising Christians in any meaningful sense of the word. I suppose you'd call us nominal or cultural yep. Christians. I was baptised and I was sent to Sunday school, which was very common in those days. Did you enjoy Sunday school? Uh, I didn't mind it, but you know, it, didn't, it didn't grab me, okay. put it that way. I didn't, I didn't go on with it as a, as a uh, teenager. So as soon as you had the opportunity to stop, you did? Yes. <laughs> yes what, did you, what did you go on to study, Roy? Well, I did pretty well at school um, and I studied law at Sydney University in the early 1980s. Uh, I was a good student, I was, I was diligent and uh, got myself a good job at a big commercial law firm in the city. What were you hoping to achieve then in law? I didn't really know. I, I, um, it was just the thing to do. My father was quite keen for me to do it. I came from a family of journalists and writers rather than lawyers, so I was the first lawyer in the family. Um, it was just the the obvious degree to take if you weren't of a scientific sort of mind. Yeah. You know? if, we were, if we met you in your kind of law study years, yes. what was faith like then for you? Well, I didn't have any. I, I was, uh, looking back, I was terribly ignorant of Christianity and religion in general. As I said, I'd, I'd come from a, a well-educated background on many other things. My father was a very intellectual man, my, my mother too. So I would have liked to have said I was very well informed about many things. I certainly knew the law well. Um, but I just, I didn't have a good grounding in the most important questions of all. Yeah. And uh, that was so until my mid-30s. So go, going through your, your 20s, uh, you're in a law firm, uh, did that go well? I quite enjoyed it at first. Um, as I got more senior, I actually got more unhappy and dissatisfied. And I couldn't quite pinpoint what it was. Um, I was successful on the outside, but um, you know, I rose through the ranks and became a partner. I was married quite young and I had two daughters. Um, but I, I became increasingly unhappy without, without quite realising why. Mm. Um, what did unhappiness look like? Did you just feel glum? I, 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 I dreaded waking up in the morning. Um, I mean, it was subsequently diagnosed as, as uh, mental illness. Mm. Um, 
but I, I like to think of it now as a, as a warning, as, as a providential warning from, uh, from God. I really do see it that way. Yeah. Um, that he was telling me something that my life just simply wasn't fulfilling. Yeah. When did you start to explore it as a, as a, a faith issue? Okay, well, when my uh, older daughter, Hope, uh, was four years old, I decided one Sunday morning that I was going to take her down to Sunday school. As I said, I'd been to Sunday school as a child and I'd, I just thought it's the right thing to do. And I had this image of dropping her at the door and having a free, free Sunday morning. Um, but the local Presbyterian church that I took her to uh, greeted us very warmly, but they said, look, we really, we really don't like parents just to... Um, ditch their kid at the door and treat us as some sort of uh, babysitting service. So one of you really has to stay, and, and I did. Now, I started off in the first few weeks just sitting in the back of the pew and half listening to what was going on, but I actually dipped into the Bible in the pew at random. I, st I started reading it. Um, Paul's, a couple of Paul's letters I remember reading, the Gospels. And Hope enjoyed Sunday school. And very, very quickly, I got interested. I got mm. interested intellectually. Um, later, I also came to enjoy the, the fellowship of, mm. of the church. But for me, it was an initial realisation that there was so much I didn't know. Okay. And, th and these were the deepest questions of all that I'd never really properly thought about. Did that surprise you? Yeah, it, 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 it did. And how could I have got this far in my life... Um, without truly turning my mind to, um, you know, is there a creator God? Uh, if so, what does that God require of me? Mm. Where did the church come from? Yeah. Um, so I, being the sort of guy I am, I started to read voraciously apologetics and, you know, the minister pointed me in good directions and uh, I, started, I just started to nut it out for myself. At what yeah. point did you get to, to saying, gosh, this is true and it, I need to make a response? It was within, it was within 12 months um, in 1998. I, I, I can't pinpoint a road to Damascus moment, mm. though I did five years later have what I regard as a personal religious experience in, in church, but I would have called myself a Christian by then. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a gradual process of enlightenment. Yeah. Um, That's, yeah. It, it's intriguing, isn't it? Because the gradual process of enlightenment was, was an intellectual process. It wasn't like an existential experience. No, no, not at first. Mm. Though, though I did, as I say, have in church on Good Friday 2003 a personal religious experience. What happened then? I started sobbing and, and during the singing of a hymn about the crucifixion and I hadn't cried since childhood and I hadn't cried since and many might say well so what but of course for the individual it's all about the timing of such an experience and a response to in my case an understanding of the meaning of the cross for the first time at, a, at an emotional level a spiritual level yeah is that intriguing that you spend all that time thinking about it intellectually, but then in this, you know, hymn yeah. <laughs> on Good Friday, mm. you know, when, when the church celebrates the death of Jesus, it, that actually came home personally. 
it did. I mean, the sceptics would say, well, you know, you were, you were ill. I was diagnosed the following year as being depressed. But that doesn't begin to explain the, the mm. context and, and God's purposes in, in making you aware that you are ill and, and what's lacking in your life and, and so on. Mm. Uh, um, mm. You're married, you have children. Yeah. Uh, you're going to church by yourself. How did that play out for your whole family? Very few in my immediate family, not my parents, my siblings, my wife, uh, were practising Christians. Mm. And many were puzzled by mm. the path my life was, was taking. Puzzled and, and uh, even um, angry and, mm. and shocked. Uh, not all, but, but some uh, reacted that way. Did you feel like giving up in the middle of all of that? Oh, no. Certainly not. Okay. What I did give up was my previous life. Um, I left the law. Uh, for health reasons, uh, but also um, it, it, I just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. I simply couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. Uh, what did you then go on to do? I spent 10 years um, as a writer, as, a, as an author, um, initially just freelance journalist. Um, my first book, a book called God Actually, uh, which was published in 2008, is a defence of Christian faith mm -hmm. uh, for hopefully the educated layperson, such as I had been yep. for most of my life. And it was published by ABC Books, actually. Um, I didn't set out to write a book. I initially set out just to try and get my own thoughts straight and then to explain myself better to others. And it, it developed into a manuscript, which which I eventually managed to sell to the, to the ABC. Um, was, it, was it bittersweet for your dad? Because you're now, like as a journalist and a writer, that, yeah. that, which is his background, but yeah. now but you're writing about faith, which is perhaps not, he's not enthusiastic about. Look, dad was actually a great supporter uh, of my writing. And he, he looked at all my manuscripts and gave me terrific advice. I worked on him, he died two years ago, I worked on him the rest of his life, uh, and I don't quite know where he stood mm. with, with God, but he was reading the Bible in his last few months, I know that. Um, yeah, Dad, Dad was dismayed when I left the law, but um, he, he came to see that I just I needed to pursue other things. Yeah. yeah. And I'm now back in the law, yeah. teaching here at Sydney Uni. What's that like? I love it, absolutely love it. It's... Uh, I love being around the young people, the inquiring minds, passing on such uh, wisdom and experience as, as I had gained in the, in the profession. Yeah. Um, and look, frankly, it's, uh, it's not as exacting a life as, as being at the coalface of um, litigation. Clearly law students are very bright people. Do you get much interaction between you as a person of faith and them uh, as law students? Occasionally, mm. yes. I've had individual students come up to me after classes and uh, mention, oh, look, I realise you've written these books, uh, Roy, or whatever they call me. Um, and some are genuinely interested. Some have gone off and bought them. And, and, yep. and uh, I, tr I try to keep faith out of the teaching of sure. law unless, sure. unless I'm specifically asked. Mm. I mean, it, it is a secular institution. Yep. But... That said, it's impossible to understand the law 
the history of our legal system without understanding the uh, huge part that the Christian church played in, sh in shaping that system. And that's not just me speaking. I mean, eminent lawyers from former Chief Justice Murray Gleeson down have, have said that over and over again. Um, the Christian church created our legal system. This podcast is brought to you by the Ministry of Olive Tree Media. Our vision is to create a library of resources that tell the story of the game-changing message of Jesus. This interview was recorded for our latest documentary, Faith Runs Deep. Our other award-winning series, Jesus the Game Changer and Towards Belief, plus many other small group, church and school series are available on our Watch Plus platform for a small monthly partnership. As you partner with us, you not only get access to compelling video content and interactive discussion guides, but you also support the creation of more resources that help share the gospel message. To become a partner and get access to Faith Runs Deep, visit olivetreemedia.com.au. And Roy, some people might be surprised to hear that, in fact, several of your colleagues in the Faculty of Law are people of faith. That's true. Very senior colleagues, uh, professors, um, indeed the former Vice-Chancellor of this university, very committed Christian, and the incoming Vice-Chancellor, very committed Christian. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's not unusual. In, in my researches over the years, I've, I've found indeed that there's a disproportionate number of Christians in positions of leadership across all walks mm. of life, not just law, but yeah. anything you can name um, through the history of Australia and the West. Mm. Let's explore that, that subject. So you wrote uh, Post-God Nation as a, as a book. Why, what motivated you to write it? Well, there's a bit of a story attaching to that. Yeah. I'd written a book a couple of years earlier about the religious faith of Australia's Prime Ministers. That came out in 2013, a book called In God They Trust, question <laughs> mark. Um, the Bible Society of Australia had commissioned me to write that. And I found it a fascinating exercise on more than one level. Um, but what particularly struck me was just how many of our Prime Ministers on both sides of politics, in all eras from Federation onwards, had been people of faith, or at the very least, people who had been raised in the Christian faith and were really steeped in it and had a big influence on them, even if they didn't subsequently practice as Christians mm. for the rest of their lives. Bod Hawke is, is a great example. His father was a Congregationalist yep. minister. Um, but they, that whetted my appetite. I realised, look, I've been a Christian now for 15 years and I don't really have a proper grasp myself of the role that Christianity has played in the history of my own country. Uh, I understand theology, but I don't understand mm. history well enough. So that whetted my appetite. Now, I then went back to my first publisher, ABC Books, and tried to get them interested in a book about... Um, the role of faith in Australian society. And they were, they were very interested and very, very cooperative. They suggested that the, my emphasis, though, should be on why Christianity has declined so much. <laughs> uh, and yeah. I said to them, look, no, that's a valid topic because yep. there's no question that um, yep. as a percentage of the population, mm. 
practicing Christians are, are shrinking. And even in the census, nominally, mm. that figure is going down every five years. So that's an interesting subject. I'm very happy to try and analyse what, what are the causes of that, what I call secular juggernaut. Yep. But I'm not going to do that alone. I also want to have half the book devoted to where we came from. So it's a rise and fall story, yep. um, subject always to God's providence. Um, Christianity was enormously influential in the formative years and right, right through to the present day. Mm. Um, but now there are these countervailing forces yep. which have led people to forget yep. a lot of that history. So yeah. part of Post-God Nation as a book was you, like, researching the subject yep. and then, then looking to uh, make, it, make that clear to a wider group. When I set out, I knew I'd find a lot after the Prime Minister's book, but that was about the 20th century. So Quasar Nation covered mm. everything from 1788 onwards. And uh, I realised how ignorant I was. Even as a, a well-read, practising Christian of 15 years, I realised how ignorant I was of the history of my own country. And uh, I was now in a position to answer people when they said, oh, the history of Australia, Christianity's either played minimal mm -hmm. a minimal role, or to the extent it's had any influence, it's always been for the worse. Um, mm -hmm. Now, it's true there have been uh, very unfortunate, tragic uh, aspects of our history where the churches have some blame. Mm. But my thesis is that overwhelmingly the story is, is positive mm. in ways that most people don't understand. It, it's intriguing you should say yeah. that because it's not only mm. it's not only ignorance in a secular sense, it's kind of ignorance in your own experience from a Christian sense. It's almost like we buy the myth that says, oh yes, it's either minimal or malign, the influence yeah. of Christians on this country. Yeah. That's an ignorance not just from a secular point of view, but from a Christian world. No, there are, there are Christian books that have that thesis. Yeah. That from the start, Christianity struggled and never recovered. You know? mm. And uh, some prominent Christians argue that, of course, in sorrow. But I think they're being too hard on yeah. themselves and, and, and on the faith. Yeah. And, of course, you've also got to separate the churches and their failings and the failings of individual mm church men and women, although mainly men, um, from uh, the faith, the living faith in, 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 in the body of Christians. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a very different thing, separating the institutions, which are very flawed, from Christ himself and, and, the, and, and people yeah. living out their faith. If I was to ask you, how does faith run deep in Australia, how would you respond to that question? Australia lives off Christian capital to this day. Most of our institutions, our ways of thinking, our patterns of individual behaviour are rooted in the Christian church. They go back to the first century, indeed even earlier, to, to uh, Jewish thinking. You name it. Um, law, politics, science. The scientific method is itself a long-term byproduct of Christianity. Uh, again, that's not just me talking, that's, that's uh, 
more or less an accepted historical fact. Um, our notion, most of our notions of, of morality, of charity, uh, institutions like universities, schools, hospitals, all of these things that we just take utterly for granted, if you dig back into history, the church created them. Not, not the Greeks and the Romans, although those influences are there too, but the turning point in history was Christ's life and the church that was created in response to that life. For, for, for all the tragedies down the centuries, that's, that's what our civilization is founded on. Thank you for joining me on this podcast as I unearth stories of faith in Australia. To watch the full Faith Runs Deep series and all Olive Tree Media content, go to olivetreemedia.com.au and sign up to the Watch Plus platform and partner with us today.